Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And yes, Renaissance Bank, as you heard, is the bank that focuses on understanding you. And what they understand is that businesses want a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need they can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way uh, and not with computer-generated voices or whatever's going on in those mega banks. So if that's the kind of combination you want for your business and you're not getting that today, Give Renaissance Bank a try. I think you'll be glad you did. I use their services, and they're terrific. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome an old friend. Paul Wilson is with us, folks. He is Vice President of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. Paul, welcome. Uh, It's good to be here. Good to be back. I know it. I know it. You're an old friend and a veteran of business radio x <laughs> yes, right definitely absolutely and, and, and a big supporter too thank I, I you so much that. we we appreciate you uh tell us a little bit about what's going on at the russell innovation center for entrepreneurs absolutely uh so this is the largest center in the country um, that's dedicated specifically to developing, growing, and scaling black entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, it's 54,000 square feet. Wow. Um, it's on uh, Northside Drive, um, right south of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, you may not have noticed that building really sitting on the corner. Uh, it's across the street from Pascal. So if you've eaten there or driven oh, by. there you go. <laughs> Great place to go eat lunch. Talk I, about I food. And then, you know, <laughs> exactly. That gets everybody pointing in the right exactly. direction. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, but again, it's, it's been, but, but the building has been there um, for over 70 years. Oh. Right, because we can't talk about um, Rice or the Russell Center without talking about H. J. Russell, right? Which, which really, um, we're building on the legacy mm. uh, that his company and, and the construction company has built and is still uh, very successful and probably maybe one of the most prolific entrepreneurs Atlanta, right, has has seen. And so we we get to continue the legacy that their their family and their company started. Let's let's talk about. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about him for just a second. Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, and what he. The legacy that he uh, generated that just lives on. Absolutely. And what what was so special about him for folks that don't know him? That don't know. And absolutely, I'd encourage you, H. Dare Russell. Um, there, there's a short 60-minute documentary on YouTube. You can go check it out mm-hmm. um, to learn more about him. But uh, he was a very humble man, a um, man that helped integrate the Chamber of Commerce at mm. the uh, Atlanta level and the state of Georgia mm. uh, um, level, a man that was really understood how to bring uh, communities together. Mm-hmm. A man that was that was um, he he was interesting. He was wealthy enough to have a maybe one of the only uh, black uh, people in the country in the fifties that have a swimming pool in his house. Wow! But in that swimming pool, a young Dr. King, Daddy King, um, mm-hmm. Reverend Abernathy, the civil rights leaders would literally come to his house to figure out how they were going to change the world, mm. right? And so he was kind of at that nexus of uh, the growth of Atlanta. Um, so about 65% of the buildings in downtown Atlanta um, have the Russell Company stamp on it somewhere um, in terms of their involvement. Um, the, wow. the airport, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I mean, it's incredible um, just the uh, the um, the breadth um, 
of of impact that that um, he had and his companies had, but even around the country now. So they they started a concessions company. Mm-hmm. So they own concessions in the Atlanta airport and several airports around the country. They helped build uh, the African American uh, Museum with at the Smithsonian um, in Washington wow. D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, when you think about uh, multi generational legacy um, and and impact um, as an entrepreneur, as a man, but also again as a bridge builder um, yeah. here in Atlanta. Um, you know, he's incredible. Um, you know, Atlanta actually during the civil rights movement didn't have a lot of uh, civil unrest, uh, but there was one instance, 117 students um, at the Atlanta University Center got arrested. They made one phone call to one man. He bailed them all out. That was Herman J. Russell. Mm. Um, so, again, when you think about a man and his legacy, his impact on Atlanta, yeah. his impact on not just black entrepreneurs, but I think entrepreneurship overall and the business and the economy. Um, in Atlanta, you, you can't really talk about the history of Atlanta without talking about uh, Herman J. Russell. Yeah, and uh, for for those that don't think a business make can make a difference in terms of making society better, mm-hmm. um, go look him up. Absolutely, <laughs> <Right>? absolutely. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He, he'd be uh, the absolute definition of right a businessman who who made a difference. Absolutely, in in so many different ways. Too many we can talk that we can talk about in one in one interview. So thank absolutely. you for that. Um, so the. The mission of supporting black entrepreneurs. Let's get into that, sure. and and let's get into what those needs are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and some may think, okay, well, why are you only supporting black entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. And so I'll throw a, a stat out there um, that I think is relevant, not just to, to black entrepreneurs, to black people. I think Atlanta as a, as a whole. Uh, so a child born in poverty um, in the city of Atlanta um, has only a four percent chance of getting to the middle class. Right. And if we four, four one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, right. Four percent to be chance, clear on just that. to be clear. Yeah. Right. Four percent chance of getting to the middle class. Right. And if we look at the city of Atlanta um, and, and, and Atlanta proper, 51 uh, percent of the residents there are black. So mm-hmm. if you're saying 51 percent of the residents are black and only four percent. Right. And four percent chance of getting to middle class. Again, that's an economic problem. That's, right. that's not just one community's problem. And so really, that's what our mission is built on. How do we close the wealth gap and use entrepreneurship to do it? Mm-hmm. And so when we uh, focus on black entrepreneurs, are, we're focusing on that that raising, right, that 4% or closing the wealth gap. And so we believe that empowering, inspiring, and helping entrepreneurs scale and grow creates jobs, right, that actually impacts the tax base for the entire economy, right, mm-hmm. not, not just one, one community. And so um, it, for us, it's about not being exclusive to any community, but it's about how do we um, help ent- black entrepreneurs be more inclusive mm-hmm. in the overall economy that we believe that rising tide actually will lift all boats uh, from from that standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm glad you addressed that because I'm sure there's some folks that may have questions about that. Sure. But I mean, we we read a lot, Paul, about uh, the need for financing, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, it, their business. And we can get into that. Um but there, there goes the needs go beyond that. Absolutely, absolutely. yeah. So get, get into that if you will. Sure. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, when we talk about the opportunity for scaling, right? Because yeah. that's really where job growth happens, right? Really where you know revenues really allow a business to be, to be self sustaining. Uh, it's often that gap between um, what's needed to help create that scale. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's opportunity. So to your point, um, capital is an issue. So I don't want to leave that off the table. But sure. sometimes the capital to scale. Um, right. So dealing with um, it, I'll say with with a lot of lenders, not just called traditional lending uh, criteria. Right. Sometimes uh, those um, someone without a long credit history. Right. Or maybe mm-hmm. not the best credit history. 
oftentimes isn't a great candidate, right, for a traditional loan, right? So fortunately, there's some other programs out there that can assist with that. So we know capital is one of those, one of those areas. Right. Um, but then also opportunity when we think about contracting, right? So that could be with a, with a corporations, could be with a, a government contracting. Um, those oftentimes, oftentimes, sometimes, let's say if the requirement is you have to be large enough to, let's say, fulfill a $10 million requirement, but your business is big enough maybe to do a $1 million requirement, right? So there's that gap there. Uh, between, okay, is there a way to restructure the opportunity that that allows smaller businesses? And sometimes that doesn't just impact black-owned businesses, right? It impacts small businesses in general. Sure. So I think looking at those type of things, um, looking at other areas where in terms of, um, uh, you know, generating a customer base, sometimes it is a knowledge gap, right? Because customers in these days are, are more sophisticated, right, and, mm-hmm. and more discerning about how they spend their dollars. And so sometimes it's that knowledge of how do I find the right customer? How, how do I define the right message for that customer? And what are the right modes of, of communication, right, to engage the specific target audience that I need to reach? And so sometimes there's, there's an education or understanding gap uh, because unfortunately, I'll say, and, and again, I think this impacts a lot of communities. Uh, social media m- makes people think, right, entrepreneurship is easy, right? Just, <laughs> oh, come <right>. on. <laughs> I'm sure I'm telling you something you've never heard before, <laughs> right? right? Ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know it. You're it right. just makes something go viral and also my business is going to blow up, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, and so really helping people really understand who haven't, let's say, had a traditional business uh, education, right? Mm-hmm. Or many, uh, many of our entrepreneurs who are at the Russell Center actually are in second or third careers. So they may have had a great, even success, let's say, in a career. Mm-hmm. But just because you're successful in a career in a specific area doesn't mean that you can just jump out and automatically start and grow a successful business, right? Mm-hmm. It's two almost almost different skill sets, although you're really good at whatever you were good at in your career. Sure. Right? So sometimes it's just that education gap, right? Okay, how do you build a business around your talent or around your business concept, right, that that can grow, right, from that standpoint? So those, those are some areas that we see that we try to f- kind of fill those gaps, if you will, or assist on the education side, you know, working with partners, to understand, okay, how can we, um, you know, create a capital opportunities, contracting opportunities um, to really close those gaps. Cause our goal is to be in the readiness business. Uh, we want to get businesses ready mm-hmm. for those, for those opportunities. So we also want to work on the other side. How do we create those opportunities? Paul, I would think that there, one of, this is a question. Mm-hmm. That one of your missions is to try to encourage entrepreneurship, maybe in areas where African Americans have not typically built businesses. Absolutely, talk about that. Definitely, um, one of the couple of things that we're, we're excited about is um, when we think about um, product based businesses, mm-hmm. and and for a lot of um, African Americans. A lot of businesses are started from um, areas of expertise, right, or areas, areas of experience, whether it's life experience and those kind of things. It's not always, oh, I thought of this idea in left field, I, mm-hmm. and, and if I can't get there, I'm going to just kind of stick to what I know, right? And so we see a lot of, we'll just use the term main street businesses, mm-hmm. right, that are based on, again, life experience. Uh, we're moving into a space more around, uh, in addition to that, product design, product development, where someone may have a concept of something and we want to assist them, and, and maybe some of that is the engineering parts part of that. Maybe something that is is the product design and, and development, um, creating three uh, D models using three D printers. So we have an innovation lab 
um, that that we we have started and now we're going to be expanding next year. That's going to walk people through that entire process. Now, for anybody, again, that's a very can be a very expensive process. You know, like this water bottle here. How many iterations did it take, right, right to, to to get to this model that is actually sellable? Sure. Well, it was probably also in a very expensive process if you look at all the costs along the way. Mm-hmm. So our goal is if we can introduce, you know, the, even the concept of product design. That, you know, it is not what well, I thought about it this morning. Now I'm going to sell it this afternoon. Right. <laughs> oh, right. I may need to go through five or six versions or 10 versions of it before it's ready to go to the market. And so teaching people what that entire process looks like. Um, getting back into manufacturing. Right. We're, we're partnered with Georgia Tech on a, on a project um, that is going to be focused on manufacturing, helping manufacturers. Right. Integrate more technology, AI technology and you know maybe the metaverse and other you know, robotics and things like that into their businesses. And so um, we, we believe that getting back, um, not that we want to distance ourselves away from uh, online businesses and e-commerce, that's important. Mm-hmm. But I think also as we look at, you know, growing overall economy and, and helping even uh, black communities mm-hmm. kind of delve into some areas that may have had some barriers before, right. we can help remove those barriers, introduce them to, you know, opportunities and insights and things that, let's say maybe college students get, but if you're not in college, you may not have access to those resources, those types of experts. We're, we're moving in, in that direction. Yeah. Paul Wilson is with us, folks. He is the Vice President of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. You mentioned the partnership with Georgia Tech. Let's dive mm-hmm. into that a little bit more. Talk, talk about it. It sounds like a good one. It, it is. Um, it was funded uh, through the... Um, um, uh, Commerce Department um, through the EDA mm-hmm. um, and the Economic Development Agency. So it's a federally funded program. Uh, we're we're a part of a coalition um, that Georgia Tech is is kind of the hub, and there's eight other organizations that that were that are that have separate projects. So we're kind of collaborative, but also separate separate projects. So our project, uh, which are actually also partnered with uh, University of Georgia. Um, is going to be a, a mobile design studio. We're going to come up with a better name than that. Um, <laughs> but but think of think of a bus that on uh-huh. that bus you you'll be able to go on it and and have three D printers on the bus. Mm. Um, there may be robotics on that bus. There may be metaverse and and goggles on that bus. And mm-hmm. so literally, and and what's cool about this too is that we're going to be traveling around the entire state. So it's not going to be just Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So different pockets and areas of the state uh, have an opportunity to introduce new technology and innovation. Um, to, to, to young and old, if you will. Right. Um, but the other great thing about this is that it's actually a, the first phase of this is actually a whole a four year project. So our goal is actually not just to go one time, hey, and kind of flash this great technology, but it's actually to start to build relationships and with the businesses in those areas. Mm. So we're actually going to be working with them over that entire span of four years. Right. To help them actually integrate um, the technology and integrate the tools into their businesses that's going to allow them to grow, expand, create jobs, create opportunities in those areas and those communities. So we're, we're really excited. And, and it's great to have a partner like Georgia Tech. And it's probably maybe a, a, a national, maybe even a global leader in, in technology. Global. Uh, UGA is another great partner in mm-hmm. some of the incredible things that they're doing around innovation and uh, manufacturing. And so, so that's, that's really cool to be able to have that, that collaboration. But also, again, uh, we'll be in Metro Atlanta, but also around the state. Um, and again, in many ways, it's going to be introducing 
right? This technology, the communities that may have never seen some of the stuff before. But then also, again, as I said, that was ongoing relationships with manufacturing businesses uh, to really help them ramp up and expand and, and go beyond maybe what they thought was possible too, mm. right? In terms of what their business can do and, you know, increasing their productivity and efficiency and, and hopefully, uh, and ultimately create more jobs, right? Um, in those businesses. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about the term capacity building. Mm. Uh, I think folks may hear that term, but don't know what it means. What does right. it mean? To me, I believe it's, it's, the uh, ability to handle more, right? If we just simplify mm-hmm. it to that. Um, but I think what it also means, it's it's the process of getting there, right? So when we think about a business and let's say, you know, you're big enough to handle kind of my, my example earlier, I'm, I'm large enough to handle a, a $500,000 contract. And let's say that's 50 pieces of whatever, right? Um, but now I get an order of 5,000 pieces. Do my current systems can they support that? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, does my current, you know, uh, internal operations, do I have enough employees? Right. Do I have enough capital? If I had to actually pay for inventory or pay for certain of those of that process up front, and I mean, I get paid for another 60 or 90 days. Right. Uh, so it's, I think it's all those pieces working together. So, so do my operations support a, a, a growth and it, especially if it's an overnight growth, right? Do my uh, human resources support that? Do my capital support that? Does my distribution system uh, support that? So I think when you think capacity, it's probably several things and oftentimes it's a combination mm. um, of those things. And so as we, as you even asked earlier, it's not just capital, right? Yeah. Cause you can give somebody a million dollars, does that mean for one, they're, they're going to use it right. Mm-hmm. But two, does that really solve all their problems if they don't know how to deploy it correctly in the right areas of their business? And mm-hmm. so when we think about capacity building, it, it covers a lot of different areas, uh, but definitely um, it's, it's required though. Right. When we, when we talk about have a company with the ability to create jobs, the ability to expand and in, to maybe go from national to global or even go from regional to national, capacity is going to be a part of that question, but, but I, I'm glad you actually asked that question because a lot of people don't then dig deeper, yeah. right. To say, okay, what's actually required for capacity to happen. And then who who's going to do the dirty work, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> to help those companies grow. Right. right? Cause right. you just do a class. So I'm gonna just host this class or this workshop. Everybody just shows up for, for an hour and a half and then they leave and go home. Right. Right. And so that business, those business owners that come, they're going to get something out of that. But who's helping them or assist them when they leave the classroom in order mm-hmm. to apply or deploy what they may have learned in the classroom? And I think that that's where we uh, want to be a resource and assistance to businesses um, as to help them, you know, get ready for their for their next opportunities. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and really, uh, you know, you make me think of an entrepreneur I interviewed recently. And uh, this lady was talking about how she'd gotten an order from Kroger mm-hmm. for her food product that came right out of the blue, you know, and, uh, after she had worked hard for it, of course, but, uh, it came right out of the blue and she walked out of the meeting. (laughs) Like, I have no idea why I said yes, (laughs) no idea how we're going to fill this order. Right. Absolutely. That's what you're talking about is being ready for that when it comes. Definitely. Yeah. And, and it reminds me of a, of a, a TV commercial. This is years and years ago. So it was a UPS commercial, but it was a small business. Right. And so it was like these three business owners and they're sitting in front of the computer. Mm -hmm. I think it was like stuffed animals, whatever they were selling. 
Right. So they just got their new website up. And then you see the ticker counting how many sales they got. So initially they're excited. Mm-hmm. It's like one, oh, our first sale. And then, then two and three and four. And all of a sudden it accelerated and it was like a thousand. So their excitement turned to dread. Right. Because it's like, <laughs> that's right. It's like, how in the world yeah. are we going to fulfill that? And I think that's yeah. what a lot of business owners face. Right. You know, when it talk, when you think about capacity, it's yes, we want the success of the big order. But can we actually support the big order or is the big order actually going to crush us? Right. right. And companies helping companies assist companies build the capacity and the infrastructure, right, to be able to support growth in, in a responsible and sustainable way. Yeah, for sure. So, Paul, you talked about, um, you know, that classes are great and, you know, workshops are great, but the sustainability of that knowledge, right, right. And, and, and letting that take root um, in your entrepreneurs. Um, sounds like you're looking for folks to get involved in, in really more of a long-term basis, right? To Absolutely. Di- to, to dig in and set, set alongside entrepreneurs. Um, l- let's put the word out on that, what you're looking for there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, and give uh, people a little bit more of an insight to, yeah. to our overall platform. So you can kind of get some ideas of how you may want to jump in and get involved. So our, our, our uh, educational platform is called Big Ideas, um, and the word ideas, inspire, develop, execute, accelerate, and scale. Mm. So those are actually the five different stages of businesses that we work with. So our, our inspire, we say we're taking them from curiosity to concept. Um, at the develop stage, we're saying we're going from concept to a company. Um, at the execute stage, we're going from a company to customers. Um, and then at accelerate and scale schedule, both around capacity and capital, just depending on which one comes first, right, and, wh- and what you need right at that moment. Right. So we work with businesses and individuals who, who are just getting their idea together all the way up to, I'll say, more mature and growth businesses who are well over a million dollars, may have been in business 10, 15 years. So their needs are going to be a little bit more acute, more specific versus maybe the businesses, again, that are or individuals brand new and just getting started and they're just looking to get a business plan together. Um, and so we have an educational programs um, across the board. And so we utilize, um, I like to call them our faculty, um, but it's, it's many of our partners, our corporate partners um, who lend their um, employees who are experts in different areas, maybe IT or HR or marketing, right, that 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 are part of our faculty. Um, we utilize um, uh, uh, subject matter experts in different topics um, who actually come in and, and teach some of our sessions. Uh, we also use, we like to use the term skilled volunteerism. Uh, so those individuals who have an expertise in an area and want to provide some mentoring or coaching or even consulting to a business, again, within that specific business uh, functional area. Uh, so, again, so we have some uh, teaching opportunities. We have some uh, mentoring opportunities that's a little bit more one on one. And then we have other opportunities I say that we haven't even created yet. Um, but we're, we're very collaborative. Yeah. <laughs> we're very open to what makes sense for our stakeholders. Sure. Um, because the other thing is, too, we're, we're not just a you know six week program. You get in and, and you leave. Right. Our goal is actually you're actually growing through those stages that I, that I just mentioned, the big ideas, which means that your business is growing and progressing. Um, and then the other thing is, too, is that with the different types of resources we offer, our goal is that we, we're just building that community over time. So we really don't ever want you to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a business that that comes and wants to be a part of the Russell Center is that you just stay a part of the, the family or the community and you just may take 
advantage of a different type of resource as you go through, again, the life cycle of your business. Because ultimately, you know, we also believe that, that you can then be a mentor once, once you right. get big and blow up. And you may not need us for much, but maybe, again, you're able to actually give back and support uh, the businesses that are, that are coming up from, from behind you. So, so again, it's, for us, it's not really a start and stop. There is a start, but hopefully, again, uh, that's just an ongoing relationship that, that's mutually beneficial uh, to us and, and the business. Well, and it sounds like you've you developed a a a program or a, a ladder, maybe is the way to put it, uh, that really meets businesses wherever they are. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and think about it, kind of like college. You know, mm-hmm. you got you know freshman, sophomore, junior, senior graduate program. That's kind of how we how we see ourselves um, in in that space because we we also understand and you know this too. As a startup business, your needs are very different, right? Yeah. So even if we use the word financial acumen. As a startup business, that's a whole different conversation than if, you know, you're you're looking for a million dollar loan or looking for equity, right? right. And, and and your needs are different. Or you just hired 20 employees, you know, because you got a new contract and, you know, now you're outsourcing to uh, China or whatever, right? So your needs yeah. are different. So, yes, absolutely. We, we, tr- we customize uh, the resources that we and the education that we provide to the businesses, again, to your point, depending on where you are um, in your life cycle. So you're looking for uh – businesses that want to get plugged in and stay plugged in absolutely. in terms of helping with mentoring education um what have you absolutely okay definitely, definitely. okay um i just want to underline that folks sure. so if that's if that's something <laughs> you're interested in uh we'll get to paul's contact info in here in just a second um let's talk about the whole idea of community and the value of community because that's what you're creating here absolutely uh, or you have created i should say um is is a community of like-minded people that may be working on different businesses um but they're all uh in the same boat trying to row in the same direction really yeah absolutely and 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 oftentimes our ceo jay bailey you know uses a a college right college as an example you know no matter where you went to college and you know where where you went to school you know there's there's that you know community culture and covenant Mm -hmm. right um and that's unique right to each each school each university that you may have gone and and although you know you you spent so much time in class right and definitely because you had to get that degree um, you still remember the fraternity, right? Mm. That you were part of. You remember mm-hmm. the the friends that you made. You remember the the games that that you went to, right? right? Those are all the other things that actually created that community, right? And and then and the relationships that were over a lifetime, right? That probably lasted long beyond everyone left the campus, right? So that's that's what we're also trying to create, you know, here um, at, at the Russell Center, you know, where yes, we want the educational piece is important because ultimately you got to grow your business, right? We don't want we're not just a social club or social environment, but we do realize that helps to enhance, right? That education, especially as you're building your business, you're sitting next to somebody else who's building theirs and they're sitting across the table with somebody else who's building theirs. And we all may be in different industries doing different things, but we do have that kind of shared experience too Mm -hmm. on, on many levels. And if we can coach each other, right, help one another share our own experiences with one another, it absolutely kind of creates that camaraderie. Um, that that hopefully will help enhance that business journey and help all of us get get further further along than than we are right now. So yes, we're so community is is critical um, to our whole process, and it's not just about the the book education, if you will, but it's right. it's, it's, it's a both and. Yeah. And I can see how that that's particularly important in uh, a community that has has not historically been heavy in terms of entrepreneurship, right? Absolutely. And just having um comrades 
sitting by your side that have been through that through some of the, the same problems you've you're facing in your business right just that has value in and of itself right it just Absolutely. that encouragement Absolutely. Definitely. And and for us, I think what's also unique and significant for us is, is actually the physical space that we have too, Mm -hmm. right? Um, at 54,000 square feet, we're, we're probably, we are, we believe the largest center in the country, again, specifically focused on black entrepreneurs and and the way that we, excuse me, uh, the way that we assist them. Sure. So having also our own space, if you will, um, to be able to come somewhere and also experience that community, I think is, is critically important. So this, this actually is the original headquarters, right. Of the Herman J Russell company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when, when uh, he passed in 2014 and the family could have done a lot of different things with that building. It was on some very, <laughs> uh, I'll say rich land, right. Um, in yeah. that area over there now, right? right. Right down the street from Mercedes Benz stadium. And it's interesting when, when he first bought all that land, cause they still own about 40 acres overall in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was prophetic. Cause he said, downtown is moving, is going to move this direction. So he started mm. buying up a lot of property and guess what? <laughs> downtown has moved in that direction. Yeah. Uh, but the family just again, uh, thinking about his legacy, but also thinking about the future could have done a lot of different things with that building, sure. but, but starting the nonprofit and actually donating the building to the nonprofit. So we own the building uh, free and clear without any debt. Wow. Um, and, and one of the goals, if you go to the now, it's a really cool looking building inside, mm-hmm. um, outside, you can't really tell it's a little, little nondescript, but, um, that, that may be changing, um, in the future, because also what we want to do is make it a place that people actually are proud to come to just physically because of the aesthetics, because of what they see sure. in addition to the community that, that that's created. Um, because oftentimes, you know, people think maybe even the West side of town or, or the other side of the tracks, Hey, it's not the greatest place to go and be, but, but we were even changing that perspective um, in terms of, again, a place that, again, entrepreneurs feel excited to go to, um, not just for the building, but the people they're going to connect there. And um, it's interesting, you know, a lot of different types of people that we have and, and all types of cultures and races and everything come into the building for different meetings. Um, there's an event space there. So we have actually a lot of outside organizations too uh, that utilize the space. And so we like to call them collisions uh, that happen in the hallway when, and, you know, it. you meet so many different people and say, Hey, you need to know so-and-so you need to meet. So have you met so-and-so? And it's amazing how many of those organic um, connections happen all the time. And of course the pandemic didn't allow that to happen. So we're excited to be able to, you know, be back in the building in a physical space in addition to, you know, everything else that's happening there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Paul Wilson has been our guest today, folks. He is with the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. Uh, Paul, you're looking for members, right? We are. And so just let's talk about what's what's involved in a membership. Definitely. Um, And and we like to use the term stakeholders, right? Okay, I like that better. Um, Because we believe that you have a stake, right, in the success of your own business, but also stake in the success of the Russell Center and that that, that is reciprocal. Um, And so we we, uh, bring on um, stakeholders twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next actually uh, intake is um, in February. Um, And so we have a a mandatory uh, information session because we want you to get a full understanding of, of the opportunity, but also what what the covenant is right and the connection that we want to have with your business. Mm. Um, so after you attend the inf- info session, then we, then we provide those businesses uh, with the application. Um, and then once you apply based on your application, then we, we slot you into again, uh, where your business fits um, with, with, within our, within our process. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're excited about that. And we do that twice a year. So again, the next time will be February and we'll do it again later in the year. Um, but we're, we're looking at, like I say, we're looking for businesses who are intentional about growing, um, intentional about learning, um, and, and intentional about applying, you know, the tools that, that are available uh, for, for, for them to grow. 
Great work from Paul Wilson. Uh, he's with the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs, or RICE for short. Um, Paul, let's get to the most important question for those that would like to know more, would like to be in touch. Tell them how they can do that. Absolutely. So uh, real simple, go to russellcenter.org. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L Center. Org. And so you find out just more information about the organization overall. Also, you're able to, uh, on the site, um, actually sign up and uh, get on the mailing list. So you'll see when those next um, information sessions are happening. Again, it's going to be probably about the third week of February uh, when that happens. But again, information is, is on the website. And so, yeah, please go uh, just learn more about what we do. But also, definitely, we're, we're looking for all types of businesses. Um, and I'll probably put a little bit more emphasis even on product-based businesses, uh, technology businesses, um, in that space, because we just have some some special and unique opportunities um, that for those businesses that are coming up. But again, we, we welcome all types of businesses um, across the board. RussellCenter.org. It's RussellCenter.org is the website, folks. There's something always changing, uh, new uh, programs, yes. uh, new opportunities. So make sure you check it out whenever you're listening to the show. Make sure you check it out and learn more and uh, be in touch with Paul and his colleagues. Paul, thank you so much for the great work you do. We, we, we're just delighted we could have you in to celebrate that work and honor it. Absolutely. No, I'm excited and glad, glad I can come back. And hopefully, um, you know, once that uh, that vehicle or is, is buses on the road, maybe we'll we'll bring it up here to Alpharetta. I love that Have idea. some fun up here with that. I yeah. love that <laughs> idea. Yeah, can't wait for that. Definitely. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that if you are having issues in your business that involve you having paying way too much attention to administrative tasks like uh, bookkeeping or, it, you know, the kinds of things that are it really in your back office, here's my suggestion. Go to officeangels.us, and what you're going to find is a whole team of angels there who do fantastic work. And I know that because I use their services myself, but they're a whole team of angels that have the experience necessary to handle the work that's essential to creating a business. But maybe it's the work that you don't need to be paying attention to on an hourly basis that you need to be focused on building the front office part of the business, the sales part of the business. Um, so Go to officeangels.us and check them out, or better yet, just give SES Cabido at Office Angels a call, 770-442-9246. They've been around since 2000. Yep, been around a while, and they do great work, and I know that from my own experience. And just a quick Reminder and a thank you, North Fulton Business Radio. We're coming up on show number 600, folks, and we are uh, have been around that long because of your support. And we're uh, very grateful for that support. So, uh, you have shared the show in the past and we appreciate that. If you would continue to do that, if you've heard anything here that makes you think of someone that needs to hear about the great work that's being done at the rice center and, uh, by Paul and his colleagues, please share the show and do that for any of the shows that we have. We're here to celebrate the great work of business leaders in our community, like Paul and the other almost 900 guests that we've had on the show. So if you continue to support them in that way, we'd greatly appreciate it. 
So for my guest, Paul Wilson, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.